good. How are you doing? Which good. one of you is just woken up and which one is? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you tell by the sexy lingerie? I'm in sexy nighttime mood. Yes. Izzy's in an early morning LA rise and grind state of mind. Oh, gonna go and get a smoothie. I literally am. I literally am. I'm so addicted to smoothies since I've gotten here. I'm like, I'm a whole new woman. It's all it's all beginning. I know. They're they're just they've got that bit right. They've yeah. got a lot wrong with <laughs> LA, but they've got smoothies. Last night Izzy was drinking what was it called? It was like kombucha alcohol blend. Yeah. Butchcraft and it was seven percent, this tiny little kombucha can. I was getting wasted but felt healthy. Yeah. That's what, uh, sorry, I've also got this guy here who will be joining. He's more than welcome. A gorgeous he boy. Sh- he should be quiet. I think he'll be quiet. What's his name? He's called Emmett and he, I could leave him not in this room, but then I thought he'd just be scratching at the door. Stay. So He can answer some questions. Yeah, he's quite comforting actually because I like to, yeah, he's, um, I think like spaniel's ears should be therapy given as like a therapy for something because they're so they're so silky and <laughs> you just you just do this to them yeah so cute i've been yeah i've been in la for approximately like a week and i'm already like gnawing at the bit to go and adopt 400 rescue dogs yes they're very um la well i don't know california generally they're very anti puppies aren't they like you have to rescue dogs yeah there. yeah kind of my friend has Which a my, good yeah my, my friend has a really cute pure breed dog with like a little fluffy one as well and she said that when she walks around she always feels just like really like shamed <laughs> people are just like no shame <laughs> they can just tell yeah like, maybe she needs to make her dog look like more of a little mongrel rough it up <laughs> yeah paint it or something um, sorry, we've got straight into uh, just chatting about inane stuff, but I didn't really say hello. Hi. <laughs> that's kind of our vibe. I'm Izzy. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, that's it's our so vibe. So nice to meet Grace. you. Hi. Um, hi. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Oh my god, loved it. I, I can't. I can't keep track of your your international movements. So you were living in London. <laughs> yes. Both we, of you. Yes. We were both living okay. in London. Izzy has moved to LA via New Zealand and I am back in Australia just for Christmas but still live in London. We're international women of mystery, can't pin us down. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. We want to bombard you with flattery and then we'll get into some questions. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. So, girlies, as you know, on the Saturday night before Izzy went back to New Zealand, we had a gorgeous, gorgeous date night in London. We went to see one woman show which we had already read about last year when The Guardian called it the number one comedy event of 2021. And again, when British Vogue did a big write-up on the creator Liz Kingsman. In December, One Woman Show debuted on London's West End at the Ambassadors Theatre, which is a massive deal. And it sold out most nights and the Evening Standard said that you needed to do everything legal you can to get a ticket. And next month, Liz is coming to Sydney to do a run at the Sydney Opera House from the 1st to the 19th of February. We expected it to be great, but we didn't expect it to be as insanely funny and brilliant as it was. We were quite literally howling with laughter in the theatre and we're just very excited and uh, true fangirls because it's so obvious Liz is going to be massive. 
Um, the show itself, as we've explained already on the pod, is kind of a parody of the Fleabag style one-woman show and that desire to be messy and relatable and damaged. And what is so great is that Liz is mocking this influx of similar TV shows while also questioning why she feels the need to mock them. It's very self-aware and self-deprecating, but it was also kind of ridiculous and silly at the same time, much like this podcast. We are very happy to have Liz on the pod today. Um, We're so excited for this conversation. And if you want to get tickets to One Woman Show in Sydney, which you absolutely need to, it's soh.online slash OWS. First to the 19th of February, and we'll also put that link in the show notes. But hi, Liz, welcome to AWD. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for coming for yes. coming and for having me. For coming to the show and then having me on your pod. Um, I'm such a newbie to pods. I, uh, I'm so... Uh, I'm such a, I've so not got my finger on the pulse of culture that you guys have your, you've got your full hands rested on the pulse of culture. So uh, it I'm might seem that way, but mostly it's, um, I mean, yeah, mostly it's some late night nonsense looks on various <laughs> websites and then finding nonsense and usually something insane pops up right at the right moment. So last night it was um, the first excerpt from spear that came out like right before Uh. we recorded so it was like a line by line read of this guardian report that i wanted like hooked to my veins that's so funny it's ghostwritten right the Mm. the book yeah Yeah. that was not me sort of damning his ability to write i just assume (laughs) yes i mean i was reading was reading the paragraphs thinking i i do i do think i could have written this part better that was pure Harry. Yeah. Harry let his voice shine in that in that segment. Yeah, that was yeah. pure Harry. <laughs> Straight from the horse's mouth. That's so funny. Ah, uh, yeah. So this is our first episode, our first official episode back after the New Year period. Um, so we wanted to start by asking, are you a New Year's resolution kind of gal? Uh, have you written one of those kind of social media endorsed in and out lists I... for the year? No, I I didn't even do the whole 2022 photo dump. I didn't have time. And now the window's gone. And so I'm like, what am I going to do with all of these excellent photos from 2022 that I can't put anywhere because the window's gone? So, no, usually I am. A, a, I'm very into I'm very into New Year's usually because I'm a very, very guilty person. And if I'm not I don't, that makes me sound like I work a lot, but what I mean is I don't work a lot and I feel very guilty about not working a lot. And so New Year's is the one night of the year where I feel like everyone's not working. So it's fine that I'm not working. Mm. Um, and so usually I go really hard on New Year's, but this year I had a show. So I just did my show and then, and I couldn't go out because I'm, t- you know, I've got to be careful about not getting um, the old, the old C Ovid never called it that in my life <laughs> and then um uh so I had to be careful about that I don't want to lose my voice and it was also boring so yeah I was very 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 boring on New Year's maybe that's my New Year's resolution be less boring mine was to um stop having so much dessert <laughs> ours is to be more boring all of our New Year's resolutions are like just just sleep at home don't drink mine was the most boring 
so we should swap lifestyles basically is i should yeah. start we'll jump on the stage <laughs> yeah you can host a, a late night yes, pod <laughs> exactly i i less i like that it's not rule out dessert entirely it's just it's don't have so much of it you know i know it's so like the rules can bend in yes. any way because then my partner tried to be like so does that count? Does that mean like, you know, pancakes? And I was like, obviously not. Pancakes is not a dessert. Like, yeah. Pancakes is know. a breakfast food. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. What about, you know, lunch pudding? That's fine. That's, mm. that's like a, not know, dessert. Like a, no, exactly. And something that goes, you know, like a Tim a Tam is fine. Or, a, you know. <laughs> Tim Tam. Tim Tam, yes. Yeah, that's a, a great segue into our most pertinent question is we were very overwhelmed at your fantastic Australian accent because as you would know so many people who are even great at accents can never nail Australians who are like who is this, who is this woman and then we realize it's because you grew up in yeah, Australia. Yeah it's, it's such you a shame it's not even good acting it's just <laughs> it's just recall it's just me remembering my old life. Um, yeah I had there was some one of the the original theatre that I did the show at Soho Theatre one of the ladies who works there is Australian and she was being very complimentary about my Australian accent and then was like horrified to learn that that it was, it was, (laughs) I am Australian. Um, Yeah, I grew up in Sydney. My dad is Australian, my mum's British. So I grew up in Sydney, went to school there. Considered myself Australian, just I I lost my accent. Like, it's like I got off the flight in the UK and they were like, no, no, you won't be retaining that. And so, but I also went to uni here in the UK that like a very it's not really a very good word to describe it other than posh like it, mm. it it was just full of the same human being over and over and over again and I would say things like uh I don't know the pool the pool's got a lot of chlorine and they'd be like chlorine <laughs> and they just take the piss out of me and I, after a while like you just you just get like bored of dealing with their shit jokes and so you just change things slightly and I did a lot of theatre and doing a lot of comedy at uni and was like I can't be the Australian one so I just changed I didn't mean to change it but it went and now I miss it I miss it awfully really I would love to change I would love to swap my accent out for a British one really although they are they are just so they are a bit posh about it but I think the way they like act with our accents I, I, I just think that we sound like hillbillies to them. No, oh, no, but I think that's why British people don't do, or like lots of people don't do Australian accents very well, is they make it sound like, like, like a bush accent or something. Whereas, like, if you mm. spend time in the city, it's like you're like, that's not what people sound like in the city. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. But I also like that sort of low Australian, you know, like really low. Or, you know, I like that. Women are with authority in Australia, like newsreaders, Australian mm. newsreaders. Yeah, that's what was the character. Was it Donna? Dana, yeah. memories. Dana, sorry, Dana. Yeah, she had that like really sexy Australian female accent, which is what I imagine I sound like. I just sound like a <laughs> home and away character. <laughs> Gonna ride. Um, yeah, so how quickly growing up in Australia, did you figure out what you wanted to do while you were growing up in Australia or was it when you moved to the UK for university? Yeah, it was, it was like years after uni. Like I always knew in my, in my soul, but I didn't want to ever say 
I thought it, I would sound, I thought people would just laugh at me if I said that I wanted to, to be an actor. And so, um, yeah, I just didn't tell anyone till I was 25. Like, I, And even now, I can't, I can't say it. Like, I can't describe myself as an actor. I find it so cringe. <laughs> so so I so I don't I I say I'm a writer and then that invites more questions because then people are like then you have to talk about what you're writing and that's worse than talking about what you're what you're acting in so um yeah it was pretty uh, like at school in in fact I remember my me and my friend wanted to go and audition for Greece at the local like the boys school down the road (laughs) and our headmistress wouldn't let us because she was like it will distract from your hsc and so she didn't let us audition and then we got really angry and then but then she was correct like it would have distracted from our hsc (laughs) then we did we did all right and we got good marks and then we went to uni so we're like yeah no she was she was correct actually (laughs) so you should have joined greece me and izzy are like greece are you talking about greece yesterday (laughs) (laughs) so yesterday's podcast was was Greece and Prince Harry. <laughs> Essentially, it was yes. one hour on Greece and two minutes on Prince Harry. It was Harry. me discovering John Travolta's so sexy. Yeah. They don't make stars like John Travolta anymore. <laughs> that is so true. They don't. Because I was just like, I couldn't look away from the screen when he was on the screen and I can't remember feeling like that about anybody this do you era. Not, do you not think someone like Harry Styles is a is the modern day John Travolta like like kind for, of in touch music. with his feminine side and you know yeah. like for music yeah 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 like I I get it when when Harry does interviews and stuff I kind of can't look away from him but I just think it's like a different thing than being able to when he's on screen for a movie you can't look away for yeah. like different different reasons oh yeah 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 <laughs> I'm like how did this boy get past in the fucking first room thing about the movie is it feels like a movie yeah never forget forget. (laughs) well we wanted to ask as well about what like your what were the big things for you when you got into comedy because you went to Durham uni you joined a like your um, comedy trio there we know for us probably similar ages girls was like a big thing like were there things that everyone was talking about that you were influenced by or were you like influenced by not being influenced by the the big things like what was what was everyone talking about when you were getting into comedy? yeah well when I was starting sketch comedy it was all about these male sketch groups like there was there was just like the scene in the UK it was just dominated by like posh men from Cambridge or Oxford Uni who would make sketch shows and then their sketch shows would get TV shows and you know I found them very funny as well I thought they were good shows but it it always felt like to us like we were just like well we'll just do that like why can't we just do that we'll we'll just do that right and then for ages we used to get called like uh, as in a sketch group called Massive Dad and we get used to get called like female sketch group and until we started saying like can you just call us a sketch group? Because <laughs> you wouldn't say male sketch group. You'd just say sketch group. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, I sort of feel like we sort of got our... Um, we, and our sketches were quite... They weren't feminist, but they were always, like, looking at something through... Like, we did sketches based on sort of 
like we we were obsessed with yogurt adverts like or yogurt adverts like like we were like <laughs> like just the way that that like it's become like this health food even though it's just clearly cream like it was like it's just like cream with bacteria and they'd always invent these like words that that the new yogurt would have in it and so we like for years we we're just obsessed with yogurt adverts and we'd like try and work in parody yogurt adverts and everything we made um and so like we were often yeah just looking at stuff that was like you know like we always got targeted advertised clear blue adverts and things like that like we were always just like our world is seeing a lot of this female driven stuff so we were like taking the piss out of that stuff so but yeah we didn't really have like influences like like I've never seen girls in fact it's like one, it's like for me it's like having not seen the godfather it's like wow I should have yeah. seen girls you know but um yeah I don't know we we it was us just trying to like fit into this landscape that just seemed to be dominated by like very posh men who got handed things on a platter when they left Oxbridge mm. Yeah. Yes, the whole Oxbridge. It was funny when we moved to the UK and we realised, I don't know, class like, exists oh. <laughs> in, in a good way, very different to anything. Yeah, we yeah. after like two months. It's so, yeah, we're like, it's oh. so true. Like, I didn't realise, firstly, I didn't realise what a posh person was. Like, I didn't, when I got to uni here, there were these boys that would walk around in like flip flops and or like thongs in the middle of winter. And, um, and, they were the pop the poshest boys were the ones that wore like no shoes it was like yes. i was like oh right oh i didn't realize that was the thing i didn't know what like red trousers was or i i had no um sort of like gauge of what posh was and um and then i sort of learned it over the years i was like oh that oh the ones that look homeless are the ones that have all the money and um <laughs> but i always find it funny like in sydney i feel like money shows itself in a really funny way like everyone's like got gaudy houses or like you know you've got like a, we've got a gym in our pool and you're like okay <laughs> yes <laughs> why you need that and so whereas like because it's all new money in Australia there's like a sort of less of a there's less like taste that's come down through the years of being like this is what you spend your money on and it's all just sort of like mad shit <laughs> so yeah that, yeah that is like so true my friend said they um got invited to like this really posh person's party and it was black tie and they so they wore black tie and then they arrived and everybody was in like shorts and like ripped t-shirts with stains on them and they were just like and they were in a mansion and they were just like what the fuck is happening yeah that's like completely correct <laughs> um it was a test i know yeah so when when did the idea for one woman show come about what were you thinking about at the time how did it form in your brain it was a very slow like uh, process of it is not I just couldn't get this idea out of my brain and then I just was annoying all of my friends with it and it was it there was just a lot of them there were a lot of confessional female one woman shows going on because I spent a lot of time on the fringe you know circuit so you read a lot of blur like a lot of blurbs in programs and things like that and I felt like a lot of the blurbs would do it was similar like they were all sort of describing you know it was like this woman is walk, going around London and she's dealing with her period and she's also dating and she's single and she's broke and I was like it just feels like it's coming up a lot and so 
I'd, I went, I started secretly like going on my own research missions, like taking myself off to the Brighton Fringe or to the Edinburgh Fringe and just sort of like watching. I would like schedule to see how many I could watch in one day, which was quite mind blowing. And then um, and then just started slowly like writing it from there. But it was one of those things where like you talk about something so much because you feel like you're writing it like if you talk about it that's the same as writing it right and then <laughs> and then my friend and then a friend said to me like you're now ne- you're actually never going to do this though are you and so I was like oh fine I'll do it I'll do it just to piss you off <laughs> so to prove yeah exactly wrong, yeah. so I like somebody not having a, like a dear friend not having any um belief in your own discipline is really motivating <laughs> so really I have that friend to, to that <laughs> We need to do that to each other, Izzy. I know. It's like when you when you keep talking about going to – I keep talking about, like, going to yoga and then you just think that you have been going to yoga. Exactly. You start feeling like you're healthier, mm. yeah. Yeah, or just, like, buying mm. the stuff. Like, the amount of lentils I've bought over the years. You know, <laughs> no, no idea what to do with them. So true. Um, but, yeah, so, I yeah, it was, a, it was very slow and boring and just sort of – I also, like – worried you know I worried writing it because I was like you shouldn't write things that are deliberately mocking things that other women are doing because (laughs) am I hurt am I damaging the cause you know but then I I think like at the heart of it the thing I'm saying is not I'm not I've got no literally no problem with any of the shows that I've seen or any of the things that I'm riffing off like they're often amazing and it was more I wanted to question, like, why do we feel the need to write these stories so much at the moment? Like, why why is this, like, the acceptable version of womanhood that, that we've all decided is, like, the go-to one at the moment? So that was kind of more... But then it was, like, quite t- tricky to try and figure out how... Ah, boring, boring. How was I going to say that in a funny way? <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a process. Well, that's what we actually wanted to talk a little bit about a little bit about because I think what we both loved so much was that you're poking fun at this thing but in a very what is obvious is a very loving way <laughs> and you obviously have like this this respect for the women who do it while poking fun at like maybe why it needs to exist which is very different to making fun of individual work so like you just touched on it but did you worry about being like misinterpreted or misunderstood like was that something that played on your mind in the early yeah I, I... I did uh, up until the very first time I performed it. I was like, "This, this could be career suicide," and but and obviously the first time I ever performed it was to like a home crowd. So it was all my mates, and if I if at the end of an hour they it turns out I'd been awful and it was not right for for consumption, then I had enough close friends in the audience that they would have been like, "Don't do, don't do that." <laughs> Like, don't, like, just pop, just pop, pop that down and don't do that again. And so it was pretty like low jeopardy situation to perform it to. And then, um, but the reaction I got from them was just like this sense of like, yeah, fuck it. Some somebody should say it. Just do it. And so, um, yeah, like I had just like lots of close friends who were like, I, I honestly think other people have been thinking the same thing and they just haven't uh, they haven't said it or done it yet. So like, just go for it and see see what the reaction is and so yeah I mean it got misinterpreted in the press quite a bit um 
but you know once you've made something it's not up to you how if people if the prep however people want to interpret it is is like you have to sort of put it out and then you and then you have to like be like okay bye like, oh sorry i've just the dog hates the word bye um oh, <laughs> clearly oh my god <laughs> it's, it's so really, really it really woke up when i did that impression there uh, <laughs> is it because you say bye when you leave the house no because you're never meant to say bye when you leave the house you're meant to you meant to just leave and, and not and not be going anywhere he also he also <laughs> knows the end of a zoom call so like if i'm wrapping up a zoom call he gets really excited because he knows that means like attention is coming his way that's really cute hold your horses Emmett yeah <laughs> like if I pretended to end this zoom call now he'd probably stand up and start and then... <laughs> stretch he's like all right done yeah, for the day. yeah 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 <laughs> time for some playtime yeah <laughs> Obviously, what's so great about it is you're you're not making fun of the work. You're making fun of kind of like the culture around, yeah, women, us feeling as though we need to like be these, yes. portray ourselves as these like messy, like even just like the way we talk about, um, Grace, how like everyone started doing those Instagram dumps and like one photo you're looking hot, the next is blurry because you don't take yourself too seriously. And then the next you're eating McDonald's because yeah. you love to, you know, you're hungover and you love to have a naughty burger. And then the next is martinis because you're also chic. And it's just like yeah. this whole thing packaged into like seven slides that you've just obsessed over to try and make yourself look like you just threw it up. It's yes, it's exactly that. It's just exhausting because I, it's yeah, it's um, it's tiring just thinking about it. It's like how is how do you we're doing it because we're like packaging up our lives, but then we're also like that's how we consume it, and then we're just so we're just like feeding each other our own <laughs> versions. Like yes, like all your many many desserts is just like you know exactly. you get a version of me, and then I have a version of you, and so yeah, it's quite exhausting. But then you, somebody comes along who just breaks the mold and is just does something new and does something that they've been working on quietly by themselves for ages, you know, and then and then you're just like oh if you don't listen or if you don't if if you if you if you get out of the feedback loop and you start to just make something like you know quietly away from everyone i'm not talking about myself there i'm talking about someone like you know like the way like michaela cole will make something every like five years and it'll be mm. incredible and you're like well of course because you didn't spend the last five years doing instagram dumps you <laughs> exactly <laughs> you went up quietly into yeah. like 45 drafts of your tv show so yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's genuinely gold in that way. But it's like so impossible to, like all the time, I'm just like, you just need to not focus on these small things that are happening that you want to like throw your stupid photo or stupid like article you've written into and actually focus on like making something different, Yeah, as you say. It's also exhausting to think about. This is meant for the (laughs) rejuvenating (laughs) But actually, the first week of January is the most tiring one because um everyone's like back at emails and you're like no I didn't mean just now (laughs) I meant meant next week (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's also like that culture of like Izzy and I have talked a lot about how what we like what you see on screen because it's so tied to like capitalism and productivity culture it's like something will take off because it's fantastic and then 
commissioners and producers and the people in charge of the budgets who are still usually white guys will be like, okay, great, this is a thing that's doing well. So that's why you get all of these very similar type things. It's not necessarily even that the women making them are like making their dream thing. It's like something's trendy. So women still have to exist in this ecosystem and like, you know, that happens, then you're worried it's not going to last for very long. So you've got to, there's still this kind of sense of trying to play within the system that we don't quite yeah, <laughs> own, which I feel like you touch on and it's ex- fucking exhausting. You, you've, yeah, that is just the most eloquent way of describing it. It's exactly that. It's, it's uh, you know, we don't pull the strings yet. And so we're still, you know, fitting. We're, like there's a sense of you don't want to be the one that falls on your own sword if you're like well the opportunities look like that currently and I and I want opportunities so I'll make myself fit that and you kind of do it subconsciously I guess like you don't I've I've written stuff in the past in fact one of the reasons that this show came about is I was writing a script and I realized it was just like very similar to lots of other things I'd I'd read or seen and I was like why did I write like a carbon copy of other things? And so, um, yeah, and it's sort of, of co- I think like, of course the version of womanhood in which women sleep around and are sexy and broken at the same time, of course that's the one that the men in charge are happy to approve. Like, you're like, <laughs> well, sure, why, well, why not? Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. you know, it's kind of fun to look at, isn't it? So... Sexy and sad. It's like blonde. I mean, manic yeah. sexy dream girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a yeah. It's just a sort of it's another version of those. And then they, they I guess, like yeah, they they just kind of keep coming up in different waves, don't they? Yes. Yeah. So the show itself was popular very quickly, starting at the Vault Festival, Edinburgh Fringe, Ambassadors Theatre, where we saw you, and soon you're taking it to the Sydney Opera House is very chic (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like I would love to perform at the Sydney Opera House same I'd love to even just go can you imagine I can't imagine I'm gonna do it in like I'm gonna be there in like I wish you were gonna be there I know know. let's get all dressed up and surprise you (laughs) yeah it's absolutely (laughs) insane to me it's insane to me but I'm not allowed to say that because you're meant this is exactly what I'm talking talking about on my show like you're meant to just be like yeah I wrote a show and now it's going to the Sydney Opera House and that's great but like yeah. I can't help but be like I'm sorry what no that's okay. so great that was like the question I was I was getting to was like what does success feel like to you are you the kind of person that can let yourself enjoy success or are you always on to the next thing or are you self-deprecating in that way uh, well, luckily, I think the Australian blood in me has given me a, you know, a large foundation of self-deprecation, and we can't, you know, you're not allowed to take yourself too seriously. Everyone will cut, cut, come after you in a, yes. in a good way. <laughs> There's a reason tall poppy syndrome. Is. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely like had a not, I've had a nice year because for me, if okay, if I go, try and actually give you a sincere answer for once in my life, I think. <laughs> For me, success is like I'm I used to like get to the end of a year and be like, you've done at least five weeks work. That's pretty good. And so and so I'm working more now, which is all I've ever wanted. Like I've all I've wanted is to be like more employed. And and it's such a low bar, isn't it, for an actor to be like, 
oh great I've actually got I'm actually employed so um but also on writing side as well so I'm like it's really nice to like begin my year 2023 on the 3rd of January like I'll go and do my show that's work and now I get to Mm. do the show the next day and the show's so stupid and it's like it's kind of ridiculous that it's because uh, I guess we've talked about it in quite a cerebral way, but I should probably emphasize that it's very stupid, like it's very silly. And so when you one of my favorite things is like when I have like 10 professional adults putting their expertise into something so stupid that it really, really, <laughs> really makes me laugh. Yeah. Like We've had a lot of very, very serious conversations in the theatre about extremely dumb moments in the show. And I look around the room and I'm like, ha, you're, you're all at work right now. <laughs> so that's quite fun. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's, for me, it's just like success of just being able to do, to work more regularly. I guess it's like, ugh, so boring. Ugh. No, it makes yeah, complete sense. Good. Yeah, I, f- I mean, we both feel similar as like freelance writers now, um, which is obviously a luxury, but at the same time, it felt very good to be employed by a business that was that you were arriving in the morning and they were telling you what to do, like what to do for the day, and then you went home and you were like, yeah. "That's me done." Yeah, it's a different but life. Do you like with your podcast? Like, you've made you've done this like amazing thing of making the thing that you were the fun bit of your job chatting meeting people you guys like spending time together then you've actually managed to make that work and that's really that I just think that's amazing when people were able to do that like true (laughs) like this is work right you're at work right now I know it's quite how fun is that (laughs) thanks Liz A little moment for us. I know. I was being a full freak and I was like on your YouTube watching everything. And then I was on your Instagram being like a full fangirl. And then I was like, couldn't sleep because I was like, I'm excited to wake up and chat with my best friend and this amazing comedian. (laughs) With my best friend and with Grace. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which one's which? (laughs) Both. Goes both ways. The new pod host. Um, I'm, we're very happy that you talked about the show being silly because we were really excited to talk about that too. Cause we were literally like thinking the same thing where when you talk about it, it all sounds very like lofty and yeah. you know, proto-feminist and like thing, but the show is just very silly and funny, <laughs> like in the best way. Yes. It's, it's like, it's like the silliest way I could think of to deliver that you know the message behind it which I don't necessarily think there's like a take-home message obviously I am saying stuff in the show but if I can do it in like the dumbest way possible last night um I added something new into the show which I've um which I've been trying to get in but not I haven't been trying actively trying to get it in but it was just like a brainwave I was like I am obsessed with stomp (laughs) do you remember like stomp (laughs) like people bashing bin lids together so stomp the theater i'm in in london the ambassador's theater was the resident home of stomp for years and years ago coincidentally i told my friends that my first solo show was going to be called one woman stomp and so it was just going to be one woman (laughs) bashing uh, (laughs) like trying to make all the percussion by herself and so um, <laughs> there's this sort of bizarre full circle moment where I'm now doing my one woman show in the venue that Stomp is in. And I was looking for this meet. I was at it. I was I had to take out this 
I don't know when you saw the show, but it, there was one point where we had quite a big effect and the effect didn't work every single night. It didn't work and it went wrong, went wrong. And mm. after about 10 days of it going wrong continuously, I had to kill that darling. I was like, I want this big effect so much, but it's going wrong every single night. So we've got, it's got to go. And so I was looking for a replacement for it. And I realized that I could put the, some, some stomp, the stomp music in. And so like finally. last night, finally, I could, <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's been staring me in the face the whole time. The stomp music goes directly into the show. So it I runs in the background, just being like, we just have to give her this. Just, she won't shut up. Effectively. You're just like yelling stomp <laughs> at the top of your lungs to your team for like five minutes. And now stomp. <laughs> and so, and then on the show report, because it's somebody's professional job to write a report every day about the show, it, it just gets sent to all the producers. It said, um, it said, said something on the show report like, uh, Liz has, repl- has replaced <laughs> effect with stomp music, which went down well. Uh, and then my director who, you know, he doesn't come to the show every night uh sent me a text being like what's this new stomp bit in the show (laughs) (laughs) you launched a mutiny yeah by the time it gets to sydney i can't guarantee the show won't be 90 percent stomp (laughs) one woman stomp projected on the sydney opera house exactly uh but yeah no it's very very stupid the show's the show is uh quite surreal and dumb and i mean dumb as high praise of course of course but uh Another funny um, tidbit about you is that you're very famous in Europe because you're on this hugely successful French show called Parliament, which hasn't been streamed in the UK yet. Um, And it's giving like call your agent Netflix vibes. I want this to happen. Yeah. The name of my memoirs is going to be Famous in France. (laughs) That's also very (laughs) chic. That's the chicest place to be isn't famous. It? I would just, yeah. Isn't it? Of all the places. Enjoy it. Uh, no, I, I need to, I'm not famous in France, although we live in hope. Um, it is a great <laughs> show. It's a really great show that I'm a, that I'm in. And it's streamed in France and Belgium and Germany and Spain. And, you know, you could name other European countries if you like. But uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, then it's not on the, t- it's not on TV in the UK and so it's, it feels like I go off and I live this little parallel life where I get to be in this French sitcom for like, like a few months a year. Um, That's so cool. Which is very fun. Do you know who is in, I'm just going to uh, name drop incoming, but I think it's relevant mm. uh, to your audience. What do you call the readership on a podcast? Your pod, your pod, your pods? The girlies. The girlies. Yeah, yeah, the girlies. <laughs> the girlies, of yeah. course. The legal name. Um, yeah. So my boss in the show is played by Jane Turner of Kath and Kim fame. Oh my god! And so wow, I've interviewed. How did you? Yeah, I've interviewed her before because I did a story. My like pride and glory is I did a story for the Guardian about the fashion of Kath and Kim oh. twenty years on, and I interviewed Jane and Gina, and it was like that is the best thing you've ever written. tomorrow. About that. I think it is the best, yeah. I'm going to read that. It's my one woman stomp, yeah. <laughs> they do have amazing, the, yeah, the, the costume design is incredible. What was it like working with her? Because she's just like a genius, genius, genius. <laughs> she's an absolute comedy comedy icon, of course. But it was, I mean, it was fantastic working with her. She's got, she's got zero, um, 
like inhibition inhibitions or vanity in terms of comedy performance which is incredible you know like that sort of you know like she can cry in a drop of a hat she's just like very inhabits the character and it's like it's I mean it was it was so incredible to to perform with to like to do scenes with her but um also very funny because we're both playing the only in the first season we're playing the only British characters in the show so she's playing a British um MEP and I'm playing her assistant and uh so both of the British characters in this French sitcom are played by Australians (laughs) so (laughs) that's so great that's very French I feel like it's they they love Aussies and they hate the Brits so it makes sense to me very fun (laughs) are you and do you get a good reception from the Californians because don't Americans love LA people love Aussies they think everyone's the next Hemsworth right yeah they're obsessed. They're just very friendly. What I loved was also on my Instagram stalk, you saying that they, the French people say ooh la la, but not in a sexy way, in a like grumpy, yeah. in a kind they of. Go, yeah, they go like, oh la la, oh la la, like that. It's like, it's <laughs> like, like no. yeah, you're like, oh, apparently we can't get that train because there's the train's been delayed. Oh la 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 la. And you're like, you're like, <laughs> what? Did you just did you just say ooh la la? And like it's just like it's just under the it's basically like saying fuck's sake. You know, it's like fuck's sake. I'm so gonna start yeah. doing that. We should start 100%. doing that. That's our next t shirt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we launched we launched merch yeah. this year. We can send I, you some for your I would tour love run. some. I've got a Zoom call with a lady to make me some to just design me some merch tomorrow. <gasps> I want Oh but by the time I get it designed, I'll have run out of shows to sell it at. So there's no point. But we can sit in, we can advise, us we can consult. Like four years. Two moguls of the merch yeah. world. I think, yeah. I think the world of merch is, I think it's ready for us. And mm. you guys have got in there. But yeah. I'd say <laughs> I got, I went on a little um, Instagram deep dive into this musician gracie abrams who is opening for taylor swift next year she is it's a weird this is not her she's no i was gonna say she's jj abrams daughter but that's not how you define her she's an excellent musician in her own right Hmm. um but anyway she she uh, i met her um when she was in london because she came to the show and she was extremely gen z and very 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 cool and um met her very briefly and i was like oh my god you're so cool and then i went on obviously went and looked at her on instagram and couldn't really breathe because she's so cool and um uh, her she has merch because she's a very successful musician so of course she has merch and one of her merch items was um bows like a bow that you put in your hair so it had like a g on one side of the bow and an a on the other side of the bow and i was like i've so cute it's too cute i mean ours are a pair of track shorts with the word pea brain on your butt that's also really cute that and the bow together <laughs> spotted yeah. yeah spotted it where was it bed bath and beyond yeah we're we spotted get, the other yeah day, not to brag yeah, not to brag but we're not we're getting people's doing full sightings on the street and texting us and then i thought they were i thought they were staged and i was like come on girls we're not that stupid we know you're taking photos of your friend you're pretending and then we had all of the all of the people in that interaction DM us and say, look, I this is me. I don't know those people. I had no idea that was happening. We're just getting sightings you on the street. You not have my consent to post. Yes. Please remove this immediately or I will send legal action. I actually think you've done a huge advert for Bed Bath & Beyond there. 
a good place. This whole episode <laughs> is SponCon for Better Art Than Beyond. Use code SONG I need a beard. for a three for two deal. In all, yeah, in all honesty, I do need a beard. Yeah, it's a Bed Bath Beyond slash Stomp collab. <laughs> <laughs> Bed Bath Beyond merch for you to wear on stage. A towel. towel a OWS towel. OWS towel. I think my merch is going to be for the play within the, is this going to be Wildfowl? Love. Merch. So it will never That's say so my name yeah. or anything on it. Um, but again, I'm obviously too late to have done this and I'm not going to be performing the show forever. So <laughs> I want, yeah, I've got to get it done quickly. As people who don't strike while the iron's hot, I, it's never too yeah, late. Yeah, it's not yes. too late. Can always release some merch. And okay. it's just, I love merch like that where it's just like, if you know, you know. Same with ours. Ours doesn't have any branding for the podcast on it. It just has like stupid slogans. That's great. Yeah, if you know, you know, it's exactly right. Because that that's when you see someone wearing someone else's merch as in like when you when you know and you see someone else wearing it, you think, <laughs> yeah, cool, cool yeah. person. Exactly. Part of the club. Yeah. So we do need to let you go at some point. Um, so final question, you, as we said, uh, <laughs> he's, he's ready, he's primed and ready. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's up. He's primed he's and ready. Up. The face of an excited <laughs> boy. Um, yeah, as we just said, you're about to fly to Australia. Um, very exciting. What is the first thing you're going to do when you touch down in Sydney? Uh, get some pizza shapes, a pack of pizza shapes, um, <laughs> uh, some clinkers, some mint slices. <laughs> so I'll do a food shop What is what I'm describing here. Um, go to Woolworths. Yeah. Go to Woolies and do a food shop on, you know, I'm going to be staying with my dad for the first week before the show opens. So that food shop will very much be on, you know, on on i'm sure my dad probably has like a woolworths card you know um so again, another advert and the free advertising what am i doing uh clinkers it's is a clinkers nice or do we just are we just being patriotic i think i i think maybe they're not okay do you mean from a like a pc point of view is it a bad no no just a just taste, like a, taste, taste a taste perspective a like texture perspective i really still enjoy them i have to say it's all about the, the guessing game for, for me personally what is a clinker they're like they look like little chocolate i want to say bullets but i've never really seen a bullet in real life um they're not chocolate bullets that's a different that's a different product i'm advertising today <laughs> um they and then you they they're sort of like as I describe it, they do sound disgusting. They're covered in chocolate. They're sort of like musky inside. Mm. Yeah. You'll sit, you're... And what's the hierarchy? Do you think it's... Well, I eat them and then when I'm eating them, I'm like, I don't know if I like this or I've gaslit myself into mm. lighting them. It's like pineapple mm-hmm. lumps. Yeah. Anyway, so the first thing I'll do is a food shop and then and then straight into the ocean, I guess. That's, that's the dream. That's my dream first day. Gorgeous. Um, and then, then I will have to do some work for two and a half weeks. And then afterwards, I'm going to go on a holiday up the coast for a week. So, so nice. So if you're looking to find me on the 20th of February, I will be in the Pacific Ocean somewhere, somewhere <laughs> on the northern beaches, basically. Very excited. 
Well, a lot of the girls already have bought tickets to the show. So I'm sure we're going to get lots of reviews. Very excited. Can combine the merch. They can wear your T-shirts with our hats. So your listenership are called the girlies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. So, yeah, they'll be wearing a hat that says girlies. But yeah, the crossover crossover is large. I think there'll be a lot of them. At your shows, most of our audience is based in Australia. Great. That's where I need them to be, actually. So that's really, (laughs) really useful for me. Yeah. Um, Okay. And they... And they go and they go to things as well. I'm getting the sense they go to things. They're social. They're out and about. They're girls about town. They've already bought tickets. Yeah. I've had heaps of messages. I man our man our Instagram DMs and have had heaps of messages of people buying tickets, going with their mums. Oh, that's amazing! It's a great mum daughter thing. I think. Also, I think it's also a fun date thing as well. Like you can bring mm. men will enjoy it. I promise you. Yeah. There were definitely quite a few men in the crowd when we went and they were loving it sick, as they should. Yeah. There's not like a force field around the theatre and men get thrown out. It's very, it's, you know, it's not, it's like one of those things where I don't want to put men off because I'm not, it's not like it's like, it's it's all about women and it's feminist. Like, it's just really not. So, yeah. if anything, it's more about animals than it is about anything else. (laughs) Yeah, we found out men listened to the podcast, (laughs) straight men, in fact. Mm-hmm. I was shocked, but now I've embraced them. I've embraced them. Lots of them began as boyfriends who were forced to listen as their girlfriends played us. Yes. Played our shit loudly in the lounge. So they were like diegetic listeners. Mm. Is that a word I, could, I can use yeah. in this context? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's correct yeah. context for it, but look, <laughs> let's go with it. They, yeah, so they're like accidental, yeah, and co- converts, I suppose. Mm-hmm. The, the relationships yeah. ended and they were like, I'm going to still listen to after, after work drinks. Exactly. They're hooked. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. A blessed way to start my day. Yes. Enjoy your day. Are you ahead or behind me? Behind. You're behind. Yes, right. You're, of course, yes. And Grace you're, is but, in the future. But you're in the future, Grace. I'm so, ahead. Yes. yes. So in terms of time, it goes... Grace. We've got like the whole world. The entire world. Is, is he's in the past, you're in the present, I'm in the future. That's love. That's actually, that's profound. <laughs> What's it yeah. like over there? Yeah. How's the present? The present is, yeah, it's continuous. <laughs> it's, it feels, <laughs> it's happening. It feels rich. You know, it's a lot of hope here, yeah. I think. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right, um, we'll let you go. Such a pleasure to speak yeah. to you. I know we've crapped on about how much we loved your show, but we loved it so much. We're very excited to talk to you. So thank you so much for making yeah, the time. Thank you, big thank fans. You. Thank you so much. This is such a, such a pleasure. And good luck for your flight. Good luck, in good Sydney. luck for Sydney. You're have the best time. Thanks. I hope you get lots of pink and yellow. Exactly. Conkers. None of those green ones. Thank you. No. Let yeah. us know when the merch is out. We'll be your first buyers three years time that'll be ready yeah <laughs> perfect yeah. We'll that's good for us <laughs> yeah that's my current schedule <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you thank you thank you Thanks, Liz. Bye. have a great day bye, bye Emmett